It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Uh, we are full swing now, uh, Brady Beaton, uh, with uh, the uh, girls' regionals this week and the boys' districts begin, so it doesn't get any March mattier than it does now, well, at least until college basketball starts there. But this is a lot of fun right now. You got the you got we got a good amount of teams in into the regional. What we have three teams, well, four teams left standing. Uh, we have Marysville still yep. alive. Yale is still Which, alive. That was a hell of a win for them. We'll talk about that. Sandusky still alive. Shocker. And uh, Ubley is still alive. So we have four teams there. We have just a slew of districts to get ready for. There's a ton of games in in these boys districts and. Monday, this one will be a little light because a lot of teams have buys and a lot of the games that, or some of the games you might have an idea of what's going to happen. But by the time we get to Wednesday's show, it'll be all systems to go moving forward. Yeah. um, uh, Well, I mean, in North Branch, there'll be a couple games tonight. You're going to be in Richmond. There'll be a couple of uh, games uh, tonight. A couple of games in Brown City. Couple of games in Cassidy, uh, a couple of games at Mooney. Right, but so a lot of the we, teams we're yeah. really interested in. I mean, Northern and High don't play. Till yeah, they don't play till Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. Richmond and Armada in in Richmond don't play till Wednesday. Brown City, Mooney doesn't yeah, play. Cross Lex doesn't Wednesday. play till Wednesday. So those, yeah, I think Emily City's the two seed in that in that. District. I believe so. Yes, and they played really well this past weekend. They just couldn't get the win, but so. It's it's the appetizer. It's the house salad today before we get the the full course on Wednesday. All right, and before I forget, I want to congratulate Anchor Bay Hockey again. Uh, they won a regional this year. They lose in the quarterfinals to Detroit Catholic Central, uh, and Catholic Central did to them what they've done to everybody this season. Uh, eight nothing was the uh, the final, but uh, I am not a hundred percent on this but probably not a ton of times Anchor Bay has gone to the quarterfinals. I don't think it, I think it's been a while. Yeah. So uh, congratulations on a great season for them. That wraps up hockey, uh, and we'll get into uh, girls' uh, basketball first with the district finals from the weekend. Just about everybody got pushed to Saturday. We'll talk about that and the matchups coming up for the regionals for the ladies next. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. 
Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Dura Clean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, before we get into the game that uh, Brady saw, which was a big one, uh, Dakota ended up winning that D1 district that uh, PH and Northern were in. Uh, but Anchor Bay gave him a fight. 40-39 to 39 was the final in that one. So Dakota advances to a regional in girls basketball. That was a really tough-fought district the whole way through. You know, Anchor Bay is like a lot it, better than, uh, I think, like you just don't equate that they're that good of a team. They actually have some talent there, and, and obviously they have uh, a really good uh, center in Peyton Lee, but they have a lot of pieces around her. They, they were pretty good. Yes, indeed. So, uh, Dennis, if anyone can figure out how to play Marysville strong in the first quarter, they might be in trouble. Because against Marine City, they won the, the first quarter 16-2, to and then they won the game by nine points. Against St. Clair... They won the first quarter 23 to 9 and won the game by 12. So if you, the first quarter was taken out of the equation, Marysville would have been 0 and 2 this week, but they just blitzkrieg teams so bad that they can't recover and Marysville couldn't miss in the first quarter of the district final against St. Clair. It was a balanced effort, and they got a really nice win over St. Clair, going back-to-back for district titles. And, I mean, 23 points in a quarter for either boys or girls is a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big quarter. That puts you on pace for 92 points in a game. <laughs> so I, don't, I didn't think they were going to keep that up. But, again, they, they did enough. That once St. Clair calmed down and and got into the flow of the game, they just couldn't dig themselves up. And it, like I said, it was a team effort. Uh, Ava Grant was scoring. Megan Winston was scoring to start. Avery Walters, Ken, uh, Kendall Quain. And it was just a typical Marysville game. They were scoring, and then they locked down defensively. Um, again, St. Clair didn't play terrible. I mean, they scored nine points in the first quarter, so usually when St. Clair was getting a run by Marysville because they couldn't score. Now, nine points in a quarter isn't anything great, but that keeps you in most ball games. And, and if you were to look, if you were to look at most box scores in girls' basketball, you know, nine, ten points is a good quarter. Yeah, it's about an average quarter that yeah. even, okay, you're probably losing, but I'd have thought if you told me St. Clair scores nine points to open the game in the first quarter, I'd say, all right, they're down four at the end of the first, not 14, because Marysville just couldn't miss. But who, do, who does this remind you of a little bit, what Marysville does? This this first quarter blitzkrieg thing. What, what Cross Lex? That's, that's what Cross Lex was doing to teams for, and still does uh, from and, time to and time. And they do it a different way. I mean, again, Marysville just had a week where they did it. It wasn't necessarily the same way, and it hasn't been their MO. But, yeah, this week it was. they won both these games in the first quarter, and I'm sure both St. Clair and Marysville fans are sitting there just kind of kicking themselves going, man, if we just played a little better to start. But the other thing is Marysville had the luxury of putting it in cruise control. They didn't have to press. They could take their time and just go bucket for bucket the rest of the way. Avery Wolters ended up with 17 points for Marysville. Kara Miller had nine, Megan Winston eight, and uh, Ava Grant and Kendall Quain each with seven. That's a really balanced effort. 
And that's that's what they do. Uh, I and mean, we we've been saying it now for a few years that that this is the formula that that it's you know. I know they had Caitlin Kane there who would score, you know, 20, 25 if she needed to. But for the most part, Marysville, it's a total team thing, and they go defense first, and then they worry about the offense. And here are a couple stats. One, at the at halftime, St. Clair had made just two two-point baskets for the game. They made six. A lot of free throws and a few threes to pad those stats, but it was a lot outside the arc. They couldn't beat the zone inside despite having the size advantage. And the other thing, every time St. Clair would get frisky, they'd get it down to eight, they'd get it down to nine, and they might miss a shot, they might get stopped, and then Marysville would go down and hit a big shot. I felt like every time you're thinking, all right, St. Clair makes a bucket here, Marysville has to sweat a little. Marysville, bang, three, bang, and one. There was a uh, sequence where St. Clair missed a putback that was open, and on the other end, Allison Fraley goes down and hits an off-balance floater, and instead of cutting it to, I think, eight, it's now up to a 12-point a lead, and it's like, well, that four-point swing just killed all, all, all their momentum. Yeah, yeah, and um, being opportunistic is part of being good. Right. Um, Marysville, over the years, been very opportunistic. Um, you know, how St. Clair beat them that first time. How far off are they, though, from being at Marysville's level? I'd say they're a half step behind, and it's not that St. Clair didn't get better as the season went on. Obviously, after their record, what were they, 4-4, four 5-5 and four, five and five to start, and they ended 16-7, and seven, you, you got better. But Marysville made leaps and bounds. Like They didn't have an identity in that first game. They were really passive. The young players weren't sure what they were doing. They've all come into form. So it's less about what St. Clair did or didn't do and more a testament to the improvement Marysville's made and how they figured out what all their roles are, and they all thrive in it. They don't really have one of the same player. Like, they don't have someone that you're like, oh, well, they do the same thing. They all bring similar skill sets, but they all do everything just a little bit differently. Well, uh, there's still some uh, light at the end of St. Clair's tunnel. Uh, They have some young players on that team. Komarowski, in particular, is one that I really like and who I think is going to be uh, good for the next uh, couple of years for them and, and a good piece to build around, and I know they've got some other young players that'll be back next year too. So the the Saints will be heard from again. Yes, they will. And I mean, Marysville's just again, it's a testament to, to Ryan Rathje again, another district title, and now they go to a regional where they might be the favorite. They, I mean, I know Warren Fitz is twenty two and zero, and maybe I've disrespected them a little bit, but what's their most impressive win? Marine City, a win that Marysville has three times over now. Like what? When you look at the fit schedule, what? What's the thing you look at and go, "Ooh, they did this." Yeah. Like even if they had a close loss to someone, like if they went and played, let's just use, I don't know, Dakota or Anchor Bay, and they lose a game by four. You go, "All right, we know what those teams are." They, they can compete with them. They haven't played really anybody outside of the Marine City win, and that was in December. And, Dennis, I don't know about you, but at least for me right now, I really don't care about December results. See the Marysville-St. Clair discussion. It doesn't really mean much to me. Well, uh, let, me, let me ask you this about that, though. Why don't they reseed the regionals? Well... I don't know, just because it's easy, so you know who you're going to play, and at that it, point, because sometimes NPR doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And at that, well, point, I mean, at this point, though, to me, I know there's what proposals. should be the final is a semifinal. Well, I know what. Um, well, I, I don't know what Regina is. I'd have to see what that is, but I know there's a proposal going forward to try to seed the entire regional instead of just the top two in the district, but. We're getting off track. Yeah. But, I mean, Regina's uh, 8 and 12. South Lake is 14 and 7. And South Lake, I think, is getting healthier now. So yeah. mo- a lot of those losses came when they weren't healthy. But again, I, I look through and th- like a, an eight point win over Lamphere for, for Fitzgerald. Uh, 
a 12-point win over Sterling Heights. None of these wins really instill confidence in me. Like, yeah, congrats. When you beat a team bad, you can really put up numbers. But I don't know. I just I don't see anything with this Fitzgerald team that if I'm Marysville, you don't go in cocky, but I'm, I'm Oh, not, you have, you I'm have not, to respect 22-0. and 0. You do, but I don't have to be scared of it. Like, there are teams with much worse records that I'd be scared of. And I know talking to some other coaches that know both teams, and they kind of like Marysville to handle business and not really have to to worry about it. And it's at Hazel Park, which is a little weird. I mean, that's I, I've been there once, and I don't remember it being anything worth hosting a regional for, but... So I guess Fitz has a little bit of home field advantage. It's a sh- it's a shorter shorter drive. drive for them, but yeah, because Hazel Park's not close for Marysville by any means. No, all it's all expressway though. I mean, it's ninety four to six ninety six basically. But I don't know. Fitz just doesn't really scare me like some other teams that our area teams will be playing. But Fitz Fitz ain't one of them. Like, and maybe I maybe Fitz will beat Marysville, and I'll have egg on my face, and <laughs> they'll go twenty-eight zero and win a state title, or whatever, however many more games they have to win. I just I don't see it. I I'm feeling really confident in Marysville because even some of their losses, like North Branch, a loss to them is probably the best, better than any team. Uh, Fitzgerald has played. You keep going through. Heck, St. Clair, you could make the argument, is as good as Marine City, if not better. Uh, they split the season series. That's a team that uh, Marys was beat three times that Fitzgerald has, hasn't really played the quality of. Even even Southlake, uh, Sanford Meridian, Parma Western, Need I Go On, Cousino, like the, Port Huron. These are all teams that are better than what's on Fitzgerald's schedule. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a good chance. <laughs> and I'm saying I've seen our teams run into 22-0 and teams before and these undefeated Goliaths, and I've been like, all right, I hope they give them a fair shake. And now I'm thinking, okay, Marysville, go down and take care of business. Show them why you play a tough schedule because Marysville's clicking on all cylinders right now and their defense is doing really well and they're getting complimented with their offense. Yeah, I think... I think Marysville should go down to Hazel Park and take it. And it's not often in a regional game for basketball we're saying, no, they should win this game. Or at least that's what I'm saying. I don't want to put well, words I'm, in your mouth. Well, I mean, if if you're saying they should beat Fitz, then I'm saying they should win the dist- or the regional. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Because, again, I, I look at the other game, nothing against South Lake or Regina, but just records-wise – those teams don't stack up to well, what and Marysville Mar- and Fitzgerald Marysville's have done this year. Beat South Lake twice um, for Regina. Which do you know what their nickname is? Uh, you know, at one time I did the satellites. Yeah, I did, not I did know satellites. That. Saddle like what you put on a horse. Lights. I don't know what that is. <laughs> What's a satellite? I don't know. I don't know either. I always just thought it was satellites, like the thing that floats around in space. Nope. But uh, let's give you just some reference points for them. They played Armada, beat them by 27. That was back in in uh, December. I don't know how good or how healthy Armada was at that time. Anchor Bay, they beat them by eight. Um, they lost to Marion by three. Remember, Emily City beat Marion yeah. at the beginning of the year. Yeah, so not a team I'm super worried about. They did beat Dakota by 12 at one point. So they've played, it seems like a very hot or cold team. Like they beat Dakota by 12, but they lose to Ike by 16. So it just depends on what, what night you catch them. Apparently. Well, I would, I would think come regional uh, time that if your team isn't ready to play, I'd be very surprised. But not knowing what they do, again, Marysville at worst has as good a shot if no one as everyone else, if not the favorite. And for a program that had never won a regional title before, for a chance to get back to back 
regional title wins, that would be awesome. Let's not put the cart before the horse. They got to get there first, but I think they have a really good shot against Fitz. All right. Uh, back from the dead are the Lady Bulldogs of Yale, because you'll remember the week started last week where <laughs> the, the score was in backwards, and we thought they'd not only lost across legs but gotten crushed, but it was the other way around. They won that one. Then they played Carroll in the district final, and, and Carroll was the favorite, especially after beating North Branch. Um, and uh, Yeah, we kind of just went, all right, well, they knocked off North Branch. North Branch was the favorite. Carroll's the favorite. Yeah, uh, and uh, Moore is their big star player, had 31 and 11 rebounds against North Branch. I don't know what Yale did, but they did it well, and they won the game 45-40. to 40, And I'm going to call it um, uh, an upset. Um, but Yale but, led all the way. They but got Yale, yeah. to a big lead and just kept Carroll at bay. Yeah, Yale kind of uh, – and again, I, th- I think it helps uh, a, a little. They're, you know, they're familiar with playing at Croslex. It's not much of a trip for them. Uh, and, and also, they were playing knowing that if they won that game, their next game's at home. Well, do you think Yale came in a little more focused? Because both teams – pulled off an upset to get there because I think we both presume North Branch Emily City part three would be the final if we had to guess and Carroll beats North Branch and I have no idea if this is true or not this is speculation but they win that game do you think they sat back and went hey we just won a district title you know that's a possibility especially when they saw Yale beat Emily City maybe just knowing the reputation of Emily City they go we just beat North Branch and now our biggest threat has been eliminated. Let's uh, let's move some trophies over for this one now. And Yale came in focused and and jumped out to a big lead, stunned them, and played well and got the win. And back to back upsets for Yale. They're playing really well. And yeah, that's their first district title since 1994. The first time in my lifetime that Yale girls basketball has won a district. Well, remember, too, they just beat Emily City. And, and right. again, that's the huge rival for them and a team that they haven't been able to beat in recent years that all of a sudden, oh, we, we beat them in a playoff game. So they're kind of going sky high, and they're playing with house money when they get to the district final. Yeah. So, I again, without knowing how it went or being there, that's, that's a heck of a win for Yale. And maybe a Saturday noon start. Only having to go from Yale to Cross-Lex compared from Carroll to Cross-Lex made a little bit of a difference, too. Yeah, because Carroll's got to get up a little bit earlier in the morning to, to make that I mean, about uh, how drive. long do you think it would take you to get from Carroll to Cross-Lex? Uh, it's over an hour. And that's for a district, that's a ways to go, where yeah. Yale it probably took them 15 minutes yeah. to get there. Yeah. Uh, so Yale now will host the regional. That's where I'll be tomorrow night. The first game is Country Day against Owasso which records-wise looks pretty even. Again, I don't know who Owasso plays. I don't really know a lot about what Country Day has been doing this year. You just kind of assume Country Day is always good. Yeah, and then Yale plays Goodrich, who knocked off Lake Fenton. And this is what, two years in a row, Lake Fenton has been, I guess, upset by somebody, Um, although Goodrich is 21-3, and so I don't know how big of an upset that is. And I saw Goodrich around Christmas time or just after Christmas, uh, at SC4 against St. Clair, and Goodrich is pretty solid. So, so here's some some uh, scores for Goodrich to give you context. Back on December 21st, they beat Emily City 65-31. The next game, they beat St. Clair 67-23. That's the game I saw. Yep. They had lost to Lake Fenton the first two times. The second time, they lost by 26 points. So they had a little fire in their belly probably for this one. 54-53 win over Lake Fenton. Um, uh, excuse me, they that can't be right. This has them playing Lake Fenton like three or four different times. Well, they might have. Maybe they did. Maybe they have a, the crossover. Either way, they lost to them three times then and finally got them when it mattered the most. And at least from the, the vibes I got when we were at Ortonville, Brandon, I don't think there are too many people upset to see Lake Fenton lose out out uh, west. No, no, not not at all. Um, and so Yale will be tested here. Yale against uh, Goodrich. Goodrich is obviously going to be the favorite going into this one. But again, if you're Yale, it's all gravy at this point. So there's really no reason to be scared or intimidated. 
just go out and have fun because, A, nobody's expecting you to get past this game. And so you got nothing to lose. Yeah, no one thought you'd get here. I'll be honest. Yeah, you weren't even supposed y- to get out of your Yale district. Yale would have been my, at best, third pick in that district before it started. It would have been North Branch, Caro, and then the winner of Emily City, Yale, and I would have had to go back and forth and figure out who I wanted in that one. So a young team that's ahead of schedule where you'd think they'd be. This is a spot we, we were kind of thinking that maybe next year this is where Yale would be. And you get this at home. You get it in front of your home crowd. Again, you're right, Dennis. No reason to be nervous. Everyone's going there. They're going to cheer you on hoping. But most people around the state are expecting Goodrich to win. And I think if we had to pick, we'd pick Goodrich. But Yale just keeps winning. Why not do it again at home? Yeah, just, again, just relax and have fun. Enjoy the experience. And who knows? uh, The longer you can keep this game close, the better you can steal it at the end. Yeah. But Goodrich is darn good, and you know they're coming off a high of beating their rivals in Lake Fenton. Like That has to be a big, big relief for them. Yeah, but that, that's, I mean, you know, you, again, all I got to look at are records. This is a really good regional records-wise. Yes. Like, Goodrich has the best record, but there's, there's nobody here with less than 15 wins. That's a pretty, and that's what, Yale? No, Yale's got Owasso. 16, Country Day's got 16, and Owasso's got 15. And then Goodrich has 21. This is a solid regional. And Yale's a good place to host a regional. Yes. Great, Jim. This will be a lot of fun. So that's tomorrow night at 7. The game in Hazel Park is also at 7 tomorrow night. Sandusky's a fun spot to host a regional. Yes, it is. And they beat uh, Memphis 49-25. to Uh, Gieford had 17 in uh, that uh, win for Sandusky. They actually didn't beat them as badly as they beat them last week in the last regular season game where I think they held Memphis to eight points or or something like that. But uh, Sandusky wins by 24. And, yes, they're going to host, uh, and they get Otisville-Lakeville in the, their first game. So Otisville-Lakeville is the only team in this regional with a losing record. Yeah, Sandusky's had a pretty well-paved path to this point. They should beat Otisville, Lakeville. And then they're going to have a tough one, whether it's New Lothrop or Cass City. But they're familiar with Cass City, and they'll get a look at both those teams before their game tips off tomorrow. Yeah, New Lothrop, Cass City is the first game in that uh, regional, and then Sandusky plays at 7 against Otisville, uh, Lakeville. Um, Again, until somebody beats them, Sandusky's got to be the favorite, especially in their own gym. But, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to, to see uh, who comes out of that Cass City-New Lothrop game and, and what they have left in the tank for the final on Thursday. Right. Which we presume will be against Sandusky. Right, because, well, we knew Sandusky was going to win the district. Well, they're going to win their regional game. I mean, Otisville-Lakeville is there because someone had to win that district. In their own gym, Sandusky's going to get a chance to go back to the quarterfinal. I don't want to look ahead too much, but I'm going to do it anyway because I can. I don't have to play the game. (laughs) They would get a pretty fair matchup as far as quarterfinals go. Here's just the teams in the other region again. Cassidy could very well end their run. New Lothrop could very well end their run. But here's who a possible quarterfinal would be against. Liggett, 15-8. Jalen Rose leadership, nine and nine. Riverview Gabriel Richard, twelve and ten. Bishop Foley, eighteen and six. And they cheat. And there's one <laughs> there's one record that might scare you, and it's Bishop Foley, but there's no big brands that you look at and go, oh no, they're twenty three and one. That would be a tough game. Yeah, no. Just I, and all Kidding aside, I, I think the Foley girls are pretty strong this year. Yeah, they've so. been having a good run, haven't yeah. they? So I'm just saying, I'm not putting the cart before the horse, but Sandusky has an opportunity to maybe get back to East Lansing. Yeah. Another team that we said would win their district was Kingston, 55-30. to 30, They beat Marlette in the, uh, the final, uh, and they're hosting the regional. Uh, which will also include Ubley, who won the district at Deckerville, 33-25 over Deckerville. So that's a nice win for Ubley. So Kingston's going to get New Haven merit. They actually beat Parkway Christian Friday night 
54-39 to win that uh, district. So Merritt-Kingston is the first game there, and then Ubley-Clarkston-Everest is the other side of the bracket, and that's going on at Kingston. All right, is that everything in girls' that's basketball? everything in girls' basketball. Either Friday or Saturday. Yes, it is. That was the weirdest snowstorm I've have had we've had in a while yeah like i so i was going down to frazier on friday night after because all the games were canceled i left my house and it was it would be an over exaggeration to say it was a dusty so i'm leaving port here on by the time i got to 26 mile i had maybe 100 feet of visibility it just like the heavens opened up and the snow <laughs> poured down and then by sunday 80 percent of it was melted yeah well, it took me longer to do the end of my driveway than the whole rest of the driveway. What, when all the plows pushed the... Yeah, they just they just buried the end of the driveway. And like I say, the, the, it, the last five feet of my drive probably took about an hour, whereas the first 75 whatever percent of it I had done in 10 minutes. Well, yeah, it was a little weird having a district game on a Saturday afternoon, but I don't think it took too much away from it, at least what I had. No, I mean, you get a rivalry like that. Like I say, once once the ball is tipped up, people forget what time it is. Right. And they just know that it's basketball time. All right, we'll take a break because the, the boys have uh, got the, their districts that will all open uh, tonight. Uh, and we also had a big boys game played on Saturday that we don't want to forget about either. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, Think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
All right, uh, let's close out the regular season before we talk about the postseason. Uh, and Richmond had some business to conclude, and Brady's little upstart Emily City Spartans did I'm, not I'm make it easy. I'm telling you, Emily City's a team I don't want to play right now. They are playing better than they have all season. They've been as battle-tested as anyone else, and they damn near cost Richmond a league title. They were beating the Blue Devils going into the fourth quarter. 58-54 was the final, and with that result, Richmond goes 13-1 and in the BWAC and ties with Croslex for the championship. What does this mean, Brady? Is there a changing of the uh, the guard, or, or is Croslex still the team with the big bullseye on their back? How much respect does Richmond get for getting this title? I, I call it champion's advantage. Until you are decisively beaten, you are still at the top. And in, like, okay, and the girls, North Branch decisively knocked off MLA City. You split, hey, you're right there at the dinner table. Croslex is still sitting at the head of it because, again, with a tie, championship stays with the same team. Now, you both get the league title. It'll both go up on the banner. It was a heck of a battle, and I hope to see part three because that would mean, what, a regional championship between the two. But, yeah, I I think it shows a lot of maturity for the uh, Richmond team. It would have been really easy to drop one of these games, and it's not like teams rolled over and died. Armada threw the kitchen sink at him. MLA City threw everything they had at him. And Richmond still stood tall. Yeah. Uh, again, the the BWAC at the top of that uh, conference, because you can throw Yale in there too. That's a tough league. Games aren't easy to win. And even Armada at, as well. And, and yeah. even at, at the, the bottom, North Branch improved during the course of the uh, the year and gave teams some tough games. Elmont was a team that Elmont only played close games. Yeah, they were your they were the perfect team to the wake up call team yep. for who you were playing. So no, congratulations to Richmond. It was a really talented group, and they earned it down the stretch. They did everything, much like what we said to Brown City, what we asked of Richmond, they did, and it wasn't easy. We didn't expect it to be easy, but Richmond is league champs, and they deserve every bit of it. All right, so now we move into the boys' postseason, and the districts will officially begin tonight. Uh, in Division One, Port Huron Northern gets to host this district, which just makes it even more exciting for us. Um, the- you got to make sure you take pictures of the crowds on, <laughs> on Wednesday and Friday because that place is going to, to be, be packed. So it starts uh, tonight with, I don't want to say the least attended game, but it won't be as big as it will. It be will on be the least Wednesday attended game. and Friday. I will say um, that Anchor Bay will play Lons Cruz North. Record-wise, pretty even. Uh, we'll see. It's a seven o'clock uh, tip. The winner of this game gets to play Port Huron Northern in the second game on Wednesday. The game prior to that is PH Dakota, uh, and again, I don't care what record is. Dakota is going to be tough. But they're not invincible. No, and we've been on the the port here on train that they they can do it. They can, and also selfishly, I want a port here on port here on Northern District Final because that would be electric and that would be an environment people talk about for twenty years. Yeah. So, uh, but first you have to get through the the opening district game tonight, which feels like eating your vegetables before you get the fun stuff. I'm going to enjoy it because I like Dylan Gyra, yes, and I enjoyed uh, watching Castal play the couple times I've seen him right. play this year. He's had good games. Um, so, uh, and, and I'll be openly rooting for the Tigers to win this well, one. Well, and it's just nice when you do a whole district in its entirety. Yeah. It's nice when you get to see every single game and you know exactly how that story unfolds. So uh, that's at 7 o'clock uh, tonight. All right, in uh, Division uh, 2, you want to start in Richmond or in North Branch? Let's start in Richmond because that's where I'll be. Uh, Algonac, Marine City, two teams that have struggled. but two Part teams, two. Yeah, two teams that can say they got a, a playoff win this year. Should be a fun matchup between the two. I expect it to be just as close as the first one that happened, what, five days ago? Yeah, I was just Four uh, days ago. scrolling down to try and find that score real quick. Yeah, it was... It wasn't. Um, we were kind of surprised that that they were even uh, playing that close to the uh, playoffs. I must have missed it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, not a whole lot to say. Winner gets Richmond. Yeah, fifty six forty eight. Yeah, Marine City won. 
and that was at Algonac. This one's at a neutral site. Uh, but the more interesting one is Marysville St. Clair. You know, I, I do want to take credit. We did say when St. Clair was two like two and eight that they could finish five hundred, and thank you for proving us right. We don't get a lot of those, but I'll take it when we can get it. <laughs> and they're playing well right now. But Marysville gave them a battle, and Marysville's been a hard team to figure out. St. Clair should win this game, but Marysville could just throw a wrench in it. They're getting healthy. Yeah, I was going to say, for the first time this season, Marysville has all the pieces. Right. Now, how how healthy are all those pieces? They're healthy enough to play. Are they close to 100%? Who knows? But St. Clair's going to have a battle, and I imagine the Marysville contingent's going to travel pretty well. They usually support their, their Vikings. Yeah. Um, and, and, again, I know this. Um, Mary's, and we talked about it a little bit last week. You, you touched on it. Of the teams St. Clair could have drawn, Marysville's probably the one they didn't want to draw because the one thing about the Vikings, I don't care what the score is, they're going to give max effort. Yes. They're going to make you play hard. Yes, they're not going to just roll over and die and let you say, okay, well, you're supposed to win this game. Go ahead, win this game. But now, uh, again, I look at this, and all we've got to go on, I know St. Clair's a good team. I know Armada's a good team. They're really good teams, but they've got to go through each other. Yes. So you're Richmond. This is your district to lose. You, you've you beaten Armada twice this year. You know, um, did, they, did they play St. Clair? They did play St. No, Clair, didn't Richmond they? No, Richmond has not no, played No, they played Marine City. That's right. Yeah, but they've beaten St. Clair. And, again, we've talked about it. Richmond's had St. Clair numbers in all-boy sports for whatever reason. St. Clair can't get over that hump. And Richmond, you should have a pretty smooth semifinal game. Yeah. Like, you've beaten Algonac and Marine City handily. Take care of business. That game, is right as of right now, is scheduled to be the first one. Take care of business. Get to a district final. Go on the stands and watch Armada and either St. Clair or Marysville go beat the hell out of each other, and you sit back and hopefully you can rest your guys because you just got through your own grueling stretch of your own. You need to have a pretty nonchalant first four days of this week before the district final. And, God, if you're Richmond, who would you want to see in the final? Like, if you – obviously, Marysville because they're the team with the worst record. But between St. Clair and Armada, which one would you rather see? Well, I mean, I just – I don't like playing a team a third time. I mean, I, I guess you, you could go into it and go, well, we, we've beaten them twice. We can beat them a third time. But just maybe for freshness, you want to play a, a, a – just to have some something oh, different. Armado- Plus, there's a, like you said, there's kind of that rivalry. Uh, it's uh, I don't know if it's spoken or unspoken. but the, oh, I think they, it's spoken they, in some sports. They really don't like each other right now. And and that's kind of fun. Yeah, it is. But Armada and Richmond don't like each other. And you know Armada wants one more crack at Richmond. They want those seniors want to end their career with a win over their rival and spoil the Blue Devil season. Yeah, but that's an Armada thing, and I'm right. just thinking it from a Richmond standpoint. Do I really want to play Armada a third time, or or would I be happy with, you know, Get, getting a new look at uh, somebody uh, and, and getting to, to play a, just a, a team with a different look. Right. But, well, they'll find out who they play tonight. I'll have Algonac Marine City, 530, and then St. Clair Marysville after that. Only one game out in North Branch, Yale and North Branch. That's an interesting draw. Yeah, um, because like we, at least, you know, Yale is the favorite here, but... You know, North Branch has been a lot better of uh, late. Uh, and it's in North Branch. And it's in North Branch, which is like the, the other X factor in all of this. So the, the, this isn't uh, an ideal draw for Yale. But, you know, Yale, you, you want to be up with the big boys. You want to get another crack at Crosslex. You know they do. Yep. You got to win this basketball game because you're the favorite to do so. Right. I I mean, I agree there. North Branch is at home. They're, they're kind of playing with house money. They're saying, hey, no one's 
giving us a shot in this district. Why not get a, get a win at home and then let the chips fall as they may against Cross Lex? But the, just the one out there. God, I need Wednesday to get here because that's when you get into the real meat and potatoes <laughs> and a lot of the real fun stuff. And I don't want to start talking about all of it right now because we need something for Wednesday show. Yeah, well. I, We'll we'll have some Monday scores to go through, but yeah, MLA City Almont and then Croslex gets the winner of this uh, Yale North Branch uh, game. All right, let's move on to uh, D three uh, at Brown City, and we've kind of talked about this at nauseum. This is a Brown City's district to win. You're at home. You're twenty one and one. You have by far and away the best record of anybody. Not to say that Millington is not a, a, a tough game. Um, you, you're probably going to get Marlette for the third time this year, you know, and again, we talk about playing a team a third time, but you've got the best player. You've got the best team. You, you've got to be the best, right? Simple as that. And we'll, we'll see what they, they can do, um, come Wednesday, but yeah, again, Brown cities to lose k-pax actually hosting the district yeah uh memphis plays mount clemens tonight clintondale plays landmark winner of that gets new haven yeah this is new haven's to lose isn't it yeah and k-pax the uh the other semi-finalist um if new haven doesn't win this district there's something wrong yes Something um, very wrong. That that would be They're the only team with a winning record. Yeah, and and, and it's not even close. Um, well, Clintondale was ten and twelve, yeah, I, I'm, so I guess I, it's close. I, I'm sorry. And Clintondale's award, uh, should they beat Landmark, is to go right away and play New Haven. Um, K-Pack would get the Mount Clemens Memphis winner. I, I'm just saying, if New Haven doesn't win the district, whoever does, it's the biggest upset in basketball this year. Probably, yeah. So without just, knowing every single score around the state, I'd say that's a very safe yeah, bet. Yeah, I just certainly for our area, for the Blue Water oh, area, yes, easily. That's that's the biggest upset uh, going. Can I say because at least if if Brown City doesn't win, we presume Millington did, and, and they're a legit program, right? They yeah, they're what fifteen and seven going into yeah. the district. So can we say it would be an upset if Mooney doesn't win their district? Yes. And that's weird to say for an 11 and 11 team. But again, you look at those 11 losses two to Loyola, De La Salle, uh, how many by a bucket? It's all about preparing them for right now. And they have it at home. They'll play Wednesday, the winner of Auburn Hills Christian and Austin Catholic. The only team that I'd be somewhat worried about is Auburn Hills Oakland Christian. Yeah. Parkway and New Haven Merritt is uh, the other game on Monday. Uh, The winner of that one plays. Oakland Christian, um, and Oakland Christian will be inspired because that's where the regional is. Mm-hmm. So they'll want to win to get to their own regional. But, yeah, I, I know Mooney's 11-11. and 11. I know they had that stretch in the middle of the season. But, again, they seem to be healthier. They're playing better basketball, uh, and we really like the, – the thing that's scary about them is, I mean – Everhart is back, and he's been playing really right. well. But Rice hasn't gone off on anybody, like really gone off on anybody yet this or, year. Yeah, it's not recently. You know, and, and, and Catavera is dangerous. And they, 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 they've they got some guys that it, it when they really get it cranking, we know this is a good basketball team. And the other thing about it, and, and this matters come playoff time, they're coached well. Yes, and, need and, to learn how to defend the half court shot. Yeah. Well, you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I sorry, I had to take that shot. Yeah, I, I know, but but I mean, those things. Sometimes there's nothing you you can do about that. Right. I, I mean, I just let, but let, let, let's let's face it. Half court shots are luck. Whether you make right. them or whether they're made against you, it was lucky. Right. And there's nothing you can do. Sometimes luck is with you, and sometimes luck is against you. All right, let's finish out D4. All right, at Caseville, CPS plays Caseville tonight. New Haven, or excuse me, uh, Kitty North Huron takes on uh, Deckerville. Uh, and then Ubley and Peck are waiting in the uh, the wings. Um, I kind of like Peck in this one, but uh, to me, this is more wide open than a lot of the other districts. Yeah, it's very balanced. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, I, I see at least 
three teams here that are pretty dangerous. I'd agree with that. So um, that that should be uh, some some real good stuff there. So that gets the district started again tonight. I'll be at Northern for Anchor Bay and Launch Cruise North uh, around uh, six forty-five for the pregame with a seven o'clock uh, tip. And uh, Brady, you double dip tonight at Richmond, and you'll get going just before five thirty with Algonac Marine City, followed by Saint Clair Marysville. Yes, going to make you work a little extra tonight. Oh, it, this is the time to, you know, you're going to be working a lot these oh, yeah. next few weeks. Oh yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. All right, we'll take a break and then we'll have our final segment in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Sorry, we had to open the door during the break. The, they got the heat on super blazing hot today. Which I don't mind when I first come in because I had a little chill. Yeah, but forty five minutes into recording, yeah. it gets a it gets yeah, a if, little. If if we were snowmen, toasty. we would be puddles right now. All right, so end of the year, and that means it it's getting close to award season. And along with Brendan Welper and Callie Newberry, we do the Blue Water Sports Media Association Awards. We did it for football. We're going to be doing it for basketball. And here are the awards we give out. We give out Player of the Year, and we. 
phrase it player of the year, not most valuable player, because sometimes you can get lost in the semantics of calling someone valuable. Defensive player of the year, sixth man of the year, sixth man slash woman of the year, uh, coach of the year, and all area. And I know some people do all league slash all area different. Two teams, five on the first team, five on the second. That's your all area. And again, for clarification, because it's only the schools we all cover, the BWAC, the five local MAC schools, and Cardinal Mooney. So, like, Gaden Muxlow, he'd be a slam dunk for all area, and if Tyler Jamison didn't exist, he'd be a consideration for player of the year. Al DeMott, coach of the year. Yeah. Morgan Taggy would be in consideration for player of the year. So there are people up in the thumb that would be in the discussion, but for the Blue Water Sports Media Association, it is not in in play so just throwing that out there yes we know they're really good yes could brown city be team of the year and boys yes they could are they eligible no they are not so just putting that out there now before we get people upset yes we know they're really really good (laughs) and it's also regular season only so postseason success does not factor in to the award voting okay I'm glad I know these things because I think I have a vote in all this. Yes, stuff. you do. So, <laughs> I mean, the easiest one ever is the the boys player of the year yeah. award. I mean, that's, that's if anybody the, doesn't vote for Tyler Jamison, I'm going to look at them sideways. They're going to have to lose their vote. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, we should just probably do a uh, who's the second best because that's where the discussion gets interesting because. <laughs> You could throw Trey Kalakovich in there. You could throw Carl Stevens in there. For for just us, because we cover him, you throw Gaden Muxlow yeah. in there, and now you have a discussion. Mm-hmm. And then you could oh, throw yeah. some young players in there. Braylon Franz could go in there. You could throw someone else on Northern, maybe, if who's the next best. Uh, Alex Jamison, yeah. Amir Moreland, uh, Cam Haryu. They're all, they're all going to be in discussion for all area teams. That's where it gets interesting. Um, defensive player of the year is a tough one because defense is sometimes hard to quantify. It really is. Like, yeah, some guys get steals, but like we'll use this as an example. Uh, Logan Ellis had, took 21 charges this year. That's a pretty good defensive stat, yep. and he's always on the best player uh, that St. Clair's playing. Obviously, Trey Kolakovich has been like the – BWAC Defensive Player of the Year for 13 years running now, it feels like. <laughs> but another one that came to mind is Dwynell Benjamin. And this is where I think stats can lie a little bit. Dennis, how many shots does he alter that he doesn't, that nothing shows up on the stat sheet yeah, for? Yeah, I mean, and, and he gets his share of blocks, too. He does. He'll grab a lot of defensive rebounds. And I thought he was arguably the best defensive big man. Like that's where the conversation gets tough in boys. And then sixth man of the year is that's a tough one because there's a lot of good players that come off the bench. You know, uh, and, and one night I, I saw Roshevsky come off the bench and I'm like, does he come off the bench every night? And the coach was just like, no, he was late to the game tonight. That's why he didn't start. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that would have made an easy sixth man. Award. Right. <laughs> So, but yeah, there's a lot of good players that rotate in and out, and that that's what makes that might be the toughest award to figure out if we're being honest. I, I uh, other than player of the year for boys, I think all other thing are tough. Right, right down to to who's coach of the year, who's done the best coaching job, because you could make so many arguments for so many people. Off the top of my head, you could name okay. Obviously, Brian Jamison, what he's done with Port here on Northern. But then you have the argument, well, he has all the talent in the world. Yeah. But it, sometimes it, it, that's not easy to, to manage. Exactly. Well, it, it helps when it's your kids, too. Yeah. Um, Lance Campbell and, and, and Presnell, co-BWAC champions. That's They both had pretty darn good records this yeah. year. Really um, good records. Jeremy Rosenau at Port Huron. When first you consider what t- they did, yeah. And you consider first league title since 04, first uh, winning season in almost 10 years, that throws it in into the mix. There's a lot to consider, and that's just on the boys' side. Dennis, the toughest discussion of them all might be girls' player of the year in the area. Yeah, we were, we were, I, I kind of threw that out to you during the, the break. I'm like, you know, it's it's – 
it's a slam dunk in boys, like who the best player is. But for girls, it's just wide open. And that's where the stats are going to have to help us a little bit because you could legitimately probably have five, six different girls in the discussion easily. Maybe more. I, I just I don't know. Like, it's... like, just the names we threw off off the top of our head, and this is before we've gotten the nominations and collected all the stats. Both Gormley and Bickle at North Branch are really solid players. Yeah, and their their numbers will back it up. Yes, they will. Avery Wolters at Marysville has been really, really solid. Jade Blanchard's a really good player at Marine City. They won, what, 17, 18 yep. games, and she's a big part of that. Lexa Forty at MLA City was their best player till she went down. Now, does the injury hurt her? I, I, I don't know. And then... There's a bunch of other players. You could mention a couple at Yale. Uh, at Northern, Jade Freeman had nights where she'd put up big numbers. Ileana Williams at, at Port Huron, but again, she was hurt. I think I just named eight or nine different players that could get legitimate consideration for the award, and this is out of, what, 15 teams? Yeah. Or 14 teams or whatever we pull from. That's going to be a really tough one. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to... To research that one a little I mean, stronger. Aaron Saros at, yeah. at St. Clair was almost always their leading scorer. Yeah, she she had a good uh, season scoring wise. I mean, it, and it's tough too because for uh, you, you you naturally you go well the best player on the best teams, but our best teams, especially in girls, our best teams are teams and balanced and are, they're very balanced and, and not with necessarily more yeah. than offense like the last couple of years yeah all right it's mary langeman that like last year yeah. it would have been easy she puts up the numbers she's on a really great team it would have been easy and this year there's a lot of good teams that like you said don't have a superstar like even marysville yeah caitlin kane would have been an easy nomination this year, Avery Walter scores a lot, but they have a lot of other girls that do a lot of fill a lot of roles for them. Yeah, and when when you talk about like defensive player of the year, the first name that jumps out me at me is Megan Winston. But then you know there are a lot of good defenders in girls basketball right. this it's year. Just, in our uh, heck, just on Marysville's team, yeah, like they all fly around. And again, it's hard to quantify stats sometimes with how in regards to defense. Like, especially in girls' basketball, there are sometimes girls that just don't let you get over half court or face guard someone or just take a, another player out. That That's going to be really tough. And then coach of the year, coach of the year makes it really interesting because yeah, I, mean, I think my natural first reaction would be Ryan Rathje because of what he lost and how they started the season and how they ended the season. But you look out at... North Branch, Tim Gormley has a pretty good argument, and I'll and 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 I'll stretch this to what about Coach Knoll at Crosslex? Look at right. where they were last year, and look at how they played this year, and I mean it is it's night and day the improvement that basically the same group of players made from one season to the next. I mean, you got to give the coach some credit there. There's. There's a lot to consider with that. There really is. And then at least with the all-area, it'll be easy because basically everyone we discussed for player of the year, all right, that's all-area, that's all-area, that's all-area. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it'll be easy to come up with 10 names. Right. The problem is is that there'll be another – 8 through 14 is going to be really tough. Yeah, and there's there's going to be another you know 10 names that uh, – you, you probably could make an argument for getting on the list that aren't going to get on the list. So that's the problem with postseason awards is that you make a lot of people happy and you make a lot of people unhappy. Well, it's, <laughs> it just means we have a lot of stuff to talk about and a lot of deserving candidates because if we're sitting here going, oh, my God, who the hell is going to be the ninth all-area player? Do they deserve it? We don't have to do that. We no, don't have to worry about not, that. Not with what's going on this year. And, again, that's with us excluding some people up in the thumb that just because of our coverage areas like Al DeMott, even if probably just for being a career achievement award, would get coach of the year. Well, and, and plus the fact another 20-win season there, another district championship, and they're the, they're the front runner in their regional. I know we don't count playoffs, but – 
Um, it's, it's time to do some, some Al gushing because he's way over 800 wins now. Yeah, he's probably at what, like eight, eighteen or something, so, somewhere in, in that neighborhood. Yeah, he's past. I'm already thinking about win nine hundred. His area code <laughs> for wins. I'm already trying to talk him into staying long enough to win nine hundred, and then I'll start needling him for a thousand. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's just ridiculous. But yeah, so expect those coming in the coming weeks. We're collecting nominations and stats right now. We'll probably meet somewhat in the near future so we can vote on it. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll get those all out and we'll be doing those for baseball and softball too. You know, it'll be nice to see the other two because, well, Welper was following me around for <laughs> the first half of the season and then I haven't seen him. Well, he was uh, at my district all and, weekend. And, uh, and Callie doesn't talk to me at all anymore, you know. <laughs> yeah, Having she, a baby, I'm not important anymore. Yeah, she's <laughs> priority shifted. <laughs> but uh, anyways... Uh, you got anything else? I do not. Um, I got two games at Richmond tonight. Uh, Algonac Marine City at 530, St. Clair Marysville at 7, and you are at Port Huron Northern. And I've got uh, Lance Cruz North against Anchor Bay at 7 o'clock tonight. So six ga- or three games tonight with six teams, none of which are playing in their own gym. I like it. It's the playoffs. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.